When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a Therapy Tuesday here on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. What's the first change you'd make, Browns fans, this offseason? The first change. Lots to talk about as well. Fantasy football playoffs coming up. Get your questions in. And my early bird NFL best bets coming up right now. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Cut back by Chubb. He's to the 10. He's still running to the 5. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb. It's going to be sick. Well, no victory Monday or Tuesday mug this week, folks. I always think waiting the day like the Tuesday, I'll be less upset, less angry, less agitated. No, it just it just grows. It just grows within me. 23-10, another debacle of lack of in-game management and adjustments by the Browns. Five and eight, they have a, a 0.4% chance now to make the playoffs. So it's done. So what do we do from here? Okay, we're going to get into that in just a moment. But also fantasy football playoffs. That's the plus side. That's the good side. Did you make the playoffs? What was your guy who got you in? I want to know. Leave in the comment section. Hit the notifications. Get us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at SickPodBrowns on Instagram at AndyMC Sports. Also, my Betfred Sportsbook. NFL early bird picks, some best bets going early in the week, going into week 15. But I want to go down to Cleveland to my guy, Matt Fontana from ESPN Cleveland, host of ESPN Cleveland Tonight and the Daily Grossy. Matt joins me now from the, the beautiful ESPN Cleveland studios. Matt, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Andy. How are you? Man, like I said, I always think like the next day, I'm like, yeah, I'll feel better then. No, no, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel good. It's just just garbage once again. And Matt, of course, like like the Browns fans that we are, we get teased a little bit, right? We had that two games. It's like, okay, well, if everything goes right and a team uh, folds, then we'll make the playoffs. But we come out with that out of Cincinnati. Yeah, and, I, you know, I kind of feel the same way where maybe we all maybe had too high of expectations on what they could do with Deshaun Watson missing the 11 games. And, you know, give Jacoby Brissett credit. I think he played above what you expected, but – it does come down to just those little games. You couldn't finish it out against uh, the Jets on just, a, you know, the historic loss, an extra point here, a misplay against Atlanta, all these different things that start adding up to those losses that would at least keep you in the hunt right now, where even if you subtract the the Bengals loss, which, okay, you know, I picked them to lose on Sunday. It wouldn't, it's not a shock that they lost to Cincinnati, but if you had that Jets win to add it, you're still alive. You're still in this thing with all the tiebreakers, with an AFC opponent, all these things. That's kind of football. It kind of is what it is. But, yeah, to know that we're here again in December with with football that, you know, it's meaningless games. And it, it's tough because we've been there sometimes sooner in the year. But still, we're here yet again uh, with games that you want to play out. It's important certainly for Deshaun Watson to play. But, you know, it just sucks. And I, you know, they have a talented team for this team to be as talented as they are uh, to, to potentially finish with a sub 500 record. It's not a good reflection. No. And we'll get into that in a couple of minutes, but this is, 
Yeah, you're right. Another before Christmas season done. Tony Grossi of ESPN Cleveland put it perfectly in his article the other day. Wasted another year of the fan base's life. Wasted. And well, all this talent. That's the thing, Andy. And on the talent, you've wasted another year of Nick Chubb in his prime. You've wasted another year of Miles Garrett in his prime. And that's the thing is, is we're all excited as we should be for what Deshaun Watson can do for this team moving forward. And the, the future is very bright. But, yeah, eventually some of these guys are going to turn over. This is another year mm-hmm. where – is this Jack Conklin's last year in Cleveland? We know it's Kareem Hunt's last year in Cleveland. And there's certainly there's more important players and all that, but but still just all these holes that you have that you have secured right now, they're going to open up just on the ebb and flow. You can certainly go uh, approach that in free agency. Andrew Barry's been aggressive in free agency in his couple of years here thus far, but now the Watson contract, there's just so many of those things. So you're right, on the wasted year part of it too, you're, you have prime guys that – you're, you're wasting good time, good games of their careers as well. One one fun note during the game. I, I got to say, I, I liked I like Cade York freaking out and wanting the <laughs> wanting the cat. I thought I thought you know what? At least it shows that there's passion, even if it's from the kicker. At least it's like, hey, give it the shot. And you know what? The more I thought about it, Matt, why the hell not? The guy's made seventy plus. Wow, what do we hear before every game? Oh, he made a seventy-two yard kick. And okay, well, what the heck? Give him a go. I like the confidence to say, yeah. like, you know, because he was pretty pissed. You know, anybody that can read the lips, they know what he was saying. Yeah. Like, you know, to have that as a kicker where obviously everybody looks at a standard of, you know, Justin Tucker as they should. What makes Justin Tucker so good is he believes that he can make every kick. He's not always going to. He has misses. He's going to have misses. But to have that with York to say, like, don't no, give me a shot. Like, I can make any kick that you ask me to. Uh, I think is a great thing to see from him. Yeah. So in a game that there were a lot of negatives to take away, I agree with that. I'd have given it, I'd have given him a shot. Well, you know what? Let's hand out some dog bones and and go to the doghouse a little bit here. Let's see. All right. For the dog bones, for the good side, the good side of it. Um, I got to say, I, I, I guess like it's tough when you have only 10 points scored. Um, it's tough when you don't really have, the, the chance for the field goal kicker to do it. Like where does your dog bone go for this game, Matt? Cause there's, there's lots that can fit the dog. The dog house is over. Yeah. The run out of room in there. I mean, honestly, Andy, I think the defense has started to play better. I mean, again, you give up 23 points to the Bengals wasn't enough to, to win, but there were plays, um, you know, drive that you gave them basically 50 yards and penalties on three out of four plays with the roughing the punter. Then you had a hands to the face, the DPI, all that kind of stuff. But there are some guys that I think gave good effort on that defense. I know there's a video circulating around the pair on Winfrey got in there, made a couple of plays, which was nice. Um, you know, outside of that, it might be a stretch to look at the defensive backfield because they were without Tyler Boyd and T Higgins for most of that game. So you really just had to limit Jamar Chase. And I mean, you know, limits a tough word with him because he's so yeah. good. You know, the, the, I, I do think that on the whole, the defense has been able to 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 string some things along here over the last couple of weeks and try to finish it strong, right? Like to try to get some momentum going to the offseason. And, you know, this is always something I've been looking at with this year is it has been the tough year. Find out about some of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Because as Andrew Barry, everybody's looking at the safety position, right? Everybody's pretty upset with John Johnson or Grant Delpit, how they've played or how they've not. Um evaluate that you know when you thought that that you didn't need to worry about it right we don't need to worry about addressing the safeties well now maybe you do so now that's ammo for Andrew Bear that's a positive takeaway 
give him as much information as you can, where when you go to this offseason, you can say, okay, we need this. We, we know D-tackle, it better be the A number one priority. So you know you need a D-tackle several in here. But now you start to evaluate other guys you thought maybe were it, uh, you know, as they get ready. So as far as dog bones, again, I, I, I will say the defense. I know it's tough to say, but I think they have been putting together some some decent games of late. Yeah, Miles Garrett, two sacks. You know, he was a disruptor, two pass deflections. He yep. did his job. He was a disruptor of Joe Burrow. So that's what he did, which is great. I think we got to give credit to eight catches, 114 yards for Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like, Matt, yep. I've been saying for uh, – since he came in, I'm like, you just need to get him some elite quarterback play, which we haven't obviously seen out of Watson yet. But this guy has WR1 written all over him. Like, what a stud. He's got the body type. He's he's learning. I think the best thing is he's learning route running from Amari Cooper. He's kind yes. of refining some of that. Uh, I think he's got very good hands. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's just got good body control, good body awareness. And he, people even said when the Browns drafted him, like it seemed like a little bit of a steal back there in the sixth round. Uh, he's got some things you can't teach. And then when you can add in elements of, of getting him up to speed and teaching, for sure. And then with Amari Cooper here, you know you're going to throw the football a lot more in the future. You're going to need two, three wide receivers. Uh, they're missing that slot guy right now. I think that's something that they're going to have to take a look at as well this offseason. But, yeah, I've been really impressed with Donovan Peoples-Jones. And, um, you know, in games when Cooper, like I said, he's either been double teamed or in this case he's battling the hip injury and he's not himself. Um, you see him elevate the play. You know, again, Cincinnati was banged up in that secondary. Hilton got hurt, all that. But still, uh, I see Donovan making a lot of plays. It sure does. Now the doghouse. This is we got we got, we got lots lots of a lot of guys in there. A lot of Ooh, guys boy. last week. A lot of guys haven't gotten out of there. Oh yeah, <sighs> boy. And, and you know what? I want to focus the doghouse really portion of this Matt, on. Um, again, we get back to the coaching staff and the lack of in-game adjustments. It just seems to me, and we I thought I saw maybe maybe a bit of a turn in Houston, maybe a bit of an adjustment with Deshaun Watson coming in, but it just seems that. Kevin Stefanski is and the defense is unwilling or unable or not allowed to make in-game adjustments. It's like you have the plan going in. They print it out on the analytics spreadsheet and they're like, do that. And that's it. Cause I have not seen it at all. Yeah. And I think specifically defensively, there's been a lot of issues with that about, you know, we've talked to Joe Woods all year and he said there was a point that, he had this giant menu of everything he wanted to do. And he had to start pairing that back because guys weren't playing well or they weren't playing fast. So, okay, we start cutting it back. Then now they start playing a little bit better. We assume maybe, okay, they can start adding some stuff back. I don't know if we've seen that. Offensively, the same thing. You would think it's pretty simple, right? When it's going bad, run the football. When it's not, when you need to pick it up, you can turn to give to Nick Chubb. I think the issue there is the offensive line is really hurt. I mean, they got smoked on Sunday. They did. They didn't play well. Um, you know, we know guys are up there fighting injury. I know Froholt's in there as the third string center and all that kind of stuff. But again, that goes back to the adjustments, right? Those are adjustments you make in the week. You would assume that you'd be able to maybe hide some of that. Um, to the in-game stuff, I agree with you. I think it's kind of frustrating to see whether it's they assume – you know, do they think that, oh, they're going to adjust to what we're doing, so we're just going to keep doing the same stuff, and then they've over-adjusted. Is it the overthinking of it? Is it too much uh, d- decision-making out of Kevin Stefanski's hands? Or is he just trying to mask a lot of problems? It, w- it wouldn't shock me, you know, you give him the truth serum. Mm-hmm. Go back to Sunday, and you would say, our offensive line was hurt, our number one wide receiver was hurt, and our quarterback was playing in his second game. David Njoku, arguably, you know, to your point, Donovan Peoples-Jones, but David Njoku also had a very good game. Those are the two guys, and Njoku's coming off injury, I understand, but those are really the only two 
that weren't impacted by injury. And I say Nick Chubb because he can't run the football behind an injured offensive line. Uh, everybody else is just kind of fighting through it. But everybody in the NFL, what are we in week 15 now? Everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. And okay. So the points you brought up, absolutely. Injuries, things to overcome. And that brings me to why not take the points, the allergicness yep. to taking the three and Stefanski coming at, you know, here on ESPN Cleveland, uh, the, the pressers and all that. And the, uh, well, we want to be aggressive and then contradicts himself where well, we want to get points, but you don't take points. And then you have that bizarre fourth and one with Jacoby Brissett. If it works, hallelujah. But Matt, like, it just, it just was laid out not to work. Jacoby Brissett hasn't had a good touch on the deep ball all year, and yeah. you do that play on fourth and one. Right. I my I don't disagree with going for. It. I get where you're coming from on kicking the points and taking them. They're going to be aggressive. They're always going to be aggressive. And I've just kind of whether it's right or wrong, I've just kind of accepted it because it's right. like I just know that that's what they're going to do. Now the the play call the decision-making on what they wanted to do. I get it because as, you know, coach had mentioned, they thought they were going to quarterback sneak it. Okay. You put Jacoby Brissett in, you know, was he open? You're right. He has not thrown that pass. He's cold coming off the bench too. Hasn't thrown a pass since warmups. Um, when you have Nick Chubb too. And the other thing, if you're going to fake it, at least put Nick Chubb on the field. So they think he's going to get the football. Yes. Um, put him and Kareem Hunt on there. And, you know, you live with it. If you run off right tackle, and they stuff you, you kind of live with it. And Fine you go, yeah. okay, you ran your best guy behind, you know, what you thought was the best part of your offensive line. Fine. Play like that, you just open yourself up to so much criticism. And I think it's interesting that, you know, I, that it's it, it continues to happen too, right? Like I would think eventually Kevin Stefanski would go like, okay, let's not, you know, we're going to go for We're going to keep going for it, but let's not do the tricky, tricky stuff. Let's just run the regular stuff. But trying to outsmart guys or trying to come up with that edge, it's just not working right now. Always trying to be smart and looking stupid in the end. That's really, really kind of the theme of this regime, right? Yeah. Going all the way back in conversation. It's all space. It doesn't matter how smart you were to get there. It's all about did you get it or not. It doesn't really matter how you did it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, they might be able to do the Ivy League better on, on a test than all of us. You know, English, literature, whatever you want. Great at Shakespeare. But we keep seeing the same thing since they've taken over. And it's, it's absolutely infuriating in conversation with Matt Fontana from ESPN Cleveland, host of ESPN Cleveland tonight and the Daily Grossi. All right. We put the question out there on Twitter at SickPodBrowns at AndyMC81. Matt, first thing you changed this offseason, and I put it this way, you not, and then we can circle back to if what you think is what we realistically think the Browns will do, because sure. those, I believe, are two very different things. I, yeah, I agree. And obviously the, the answer probably a lot of people are going to is get rid of Joe Woods. And, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's the answer. Um, you know, I've joked on my show, I'm a, I, Joe Woods apologist. There are some games that I can't apologize. Like I just can't watch that Miami game and have much to say oh. about it. Um, yeah. You know, they know in that building what really the issues were, right? Where there was a point that I was saying, we got to start putting some more of this on the players. Like if Joe Woods can't run his full defense, yeah, maybe it's too complex or maybe he's not getting through the players. But eventually you got to look at the players and go, you guys are professional athletes getting paid a lot of money. Figure it out so yeah. he can do what he needs to do. Now, have they done that? Have they started to play a little bit better? Sure. Maybe there was elements of guys just not playing hard or I, I don't know. But it's almost to the point of no return. With whatever the excuse is, it seems to be that a fresh voice has to be there. 
you know, I don't know. Again, I, I, I don't know if I'd make that move. So to your first question of like what I would do, I would go find the best free agent defensive tackle and throw as much money at them as I could uh, to get them here. Um, so that would be the first move that I would make. But um, I think a lot of people would probably go to the Joe Woods thing. And I just, I don't know if I have much to, to dissuade people from that or, or give a counterpoint to it. I understand it. I do. Right. An injury possibly season ending to Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa as well. Uh, that yeah. coming out earlier, which is very disappointing in an underwhelming sophomore year. Still lots of upside there. Uh, but Matt, I got to, I got to think of it this way. Okay. It begins to me at the top with the, the strategy and that's the chief strategy officer, Paul De Podesta. So if, we're looking as Browns fans, like Stefanski doesn't do this or Woods doesn't do that. But if this vision that we hear about of harmony, nobody wants to fight, everything's a collaboration. How, why would the internal sources of that, the Podesta Hasms, whatever, why would you fire Kevin Stefanski if he's doing what you're telling him to do? Is that not the argument for Stefanski? Say, hey man, I, whoever's talking to me or, or sending me the analytics and we all agree on and I do it, why would you fire him? Why is it his fault? And if you get somebody else, aren't you just getting another yes man Stefanski? Well, and the other thing off of that, Andy, I think you're right. And I, I would not fire Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think that this is a situation that, again, without Watson, you say he's overachieved with, you know, whatever Baker Mayfield was or isn't overachieved with whatever Jacoby Brissett is or isn't. He's done really well. So now that you've gotten to this point where you know a franchise quarterback's coming through that door, now you want to get like, I, I don't buy that. You know, to your point about, I think you're right on too. If there's a world that they do, and I said this too on my show this week, I'm all for, I understand when people are fire a guy, fire, fire, fine. Who are you going to replace him with? Who are you going to go get? And we can run through that whole list. Brian Callahan in Cincinnati, D'Amico Ryan's out there in San Francisco. We go through that list every year. The same coaching carousel guys keep coming up over and over and over again. But there's a world of, again, Deshaun Watson, it starts next year of your window to go win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. There's a chance that new coach doesn't work out. And now you've reset that year or you reset two years waiting for that guy to potentially be the guy. Now, should you hold on to Kevin Stefanski just for the sake of holding on to him? No. But I'm one that I think I've seen enough to know he's a good play designer. I think there is a good scheme. And I think he can work with Deshaun Watson. I think there's an, a world that they create the offense that we're all dreaming of. Watson's just got to get up to speed. There's a lot of videos going around from the recap on Sunday. There's guys open. There's guys yeah. open. Watson's got to find him. And he's getting back into it. I, I, I overestimated how big it was for him missing all that time. But it'd be different if guys weren't getting open. That means that's a scheme problem. And I don't think that's ever been a problem with Kevin Stefanski. That's fair. People want to get into he's not just the offensive coordinator. Totally understand that. And I don't have much for that, right? The game management. One thing that I think wears a little thin for me is people are like, I don't see him angry on the sidelines or I don't see him breaking feet off and, and, and on people and all this other kind of stuff. I don't think that that's that big of an element. I don't, right? Like he got in Tony Fields' ear, told him he mm -hmm. made a mistake, and you're back into the game. Yeah, you see Dan Campbell's and you see some of these guys are real boisterous on the sidelines and all that. I'm more about setting the expectations in the culture. You do that through winning. Then yes. you don't have to be all angry and loud on the sideline. The culture is set for it. And one of the biggest issues I've had with this season, I think the culture's taking a step back. Yeah. Again, if that's enough basis for people who want to fire Stefanski, I get it. Uh, I'm not there yet, though, but um, I just want to see what he does with Watson. I think probably in the organization, too, they're chalking this up as you didn't have your starting quarterback for the year. Um, 
you know, try to win as many games on the way out as you can. We'll retool some things in the offseason, start fresh, but be rest assured there's a lot of pressure on him starting next year. A ton of yep. pressure on Kevin Stefanski for next year. And, and to see what that looks like and adjustments around his coaching staff. Man, well, yeah. you know, hey, Baltimore, you can play game wrecker. You're, you're, they're going to be on their third string quarterback probably. We'll see what this does within the division. Uh, Matt, tell people where they can hear you, find you, and uh, get your great content every day. Yeah, no problem. Five to seven every night, ECT. Um, you know, just have a lot of fun, talk a lot of Browns. We do some fun segments as well. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at MattFontana83. We do brackets and a lot of fun polls. This week, it's your favorite holiday movie. Uh, so we always throw that into the show as it goes on. So yeah, come join us anytime, five to seven on uh, 850. And again, follow me on Twitter at, uh, at MattFontana83. Love it. You know what? My favorite is the Christmas, uh, Christmas story. And I went for the first time to the Christmas story house on tour. Yeah. Uh, when I was down, when I was down in October, it was awesome. It was really yeah. cool. Ate oh, at Rowley's. A staple. Oh, Rowley's in is. Yeah. Well, I, I, Rowley's in is famous for their brunch too. So I've mm. only ever been to Rowley's in for their, for their brunch as well, but they, uh, they're, they're a Cleveland staple as is the uh, Christmas story house. Did you see the sequel? Were you a fan of this Christmas story sequel or I haven't seen it yet. I've only heard. I haven't. Right. It's all, yeah, I, it's I'm hoping within the next week to, to, to see it, but I've heard good things and it's like yeah. the original Ralphie's back and stuff. Right. And it's a tribute to the old man, which is cool. So, you yeah. know, yeah, but good, Christmas story, Christmas story's in the bracket that, that we're not doing a bracket about that. That has to be in. So I'll, I'll make sure to vote on that. Matt, thank you so much, man. We'll talk again soon. No problem. Thanks for having me on. All right. There he is Matt Fontana from ESPN Cleveland. Give him a follow, as he said, on Matt Fontana 83, myself at AndyMC81 and at SickPodBrowns. Make sure, folks, too. Hey, and on Instagram at AndyMCSports, click the notification, subscribe to the channel, share it. You like the insight that you're seeing. I'll say this. And, hey, we got still fantasy football talk coming. We still got early bird best bets coming. I'm going to show you some sweet, some sick new merchandise for the show. Perfect for the holidays. Look at this. Look at this. New merch. That's just a couple. Chub Hunt Repeat. We know Stefanski's not listening to it, but if you're a fan, that's something you should be wearing. I'm not perfect, but at least I'm not a Steelers fan. We got one for the Ratbirds as well. Same uh, same saying. And professional fantasy football player. I'm going to be rocking that soon, I'll tell you that. And there's a whole bunch of other fun ones. There's an OHIO, Ohio State version uh, also. And just, you know what? There's also a really cool one for if you're a fan of the draft day movie like I am. There's a, with the post-it note that Kevin Costner, Sonny Weaver Jr. crumpled up unfolded on the shirt says Vontae Mac, no matter what. So lots of cool, unique options there that you can go and check out. The link is in the description of the show here and on social media at sick pod Brown. So make sure you check that out. My first thing I would change. So Matt said a defensive tackle. Can't argue with that. My first thing to change would be, and I said it a few weeks ago on the show, and I'll keep saying it, Paul D Podesta gone. That's my first thing. Why? Because no matter who you get in, you fire Stefanski. You're getting another Stefanski in. Why? Because you need a certain criteria for this front office led by the strategy of the chief strategy officer, Paul DePodesta of La Jolla, California. You need the yes man mentality. And look, I don't blame Stefanski. Someone's going to pay me 5 million bucks. I'll say yes, sir, too. But you're not getting the best candidate. You're getting the candidates who probably wouldn't get a head coaching job elsewhere, just want a job. You're getting a first-time guy for sure. Again, for sure you're getting a first-time guy. 
and you're getting somebody that is going to be collaborative. We need more football. The analytics, and don't get me wrong. I've said this before too. Analytics is a part of all sports. Analytics should be a part of a football strategy. Bill Belichick, when he, his first head coaching gig with the Browns was doing analytics before analytics, but guess what he does? And guess what the good teams do? They take the information gathering through the week. Okay. Got that. Figure out your percentages, play it. You can use it in certain situations in game. Okay. The percentages, but it doesn't account for emotion game flow. I don't even think it counts for weather. Doesn't account for home crowd hot. You kick those three points in Cincinnati. And yeah, it's only three, nothing, but you made a stop. You go back, you stop them again. Now the crowd's out of it. And now you got the momentum. Instead, you go for that play, which Jacoby Brissett hasn't made that touch on the deep ball all year. Like I said, hadn't made it. You do that play. Okay. Well, now the crowd's hot. You get zero points. Cincinnati comes back. Analytics doesn't do that. So if you don't get a football guy, if you keep Paul D. Podesta, you will only get Stefanski-esque people. And again, play Kong, great, whatever, potentially, et cetera, et cetera. But why change from a Stefanski if you're just going to get another yes guy? That doesn't interest me. So if Paul D. Podesta stays, you might as well keep Stefanski. Like we have to take it from what us as Browns fans want to happen to what as of right now, realistically, would happen. And what would happen right now is that you'd have to get another yes man. As long as Paul D. Podesta is there. What hold does he have on Jimmy Haslam? What hold with the loser mentality? It drives me absolutely nuts. Guy won squat, won nothing with the Oakland Athletics. Jonah Hill playing him in the movie. Good for you. Good for you. You had a movie part about a loser organization that didn't win anything. Okay, great, cool. I liked watching the movie too. But if you break it down, the A's never won a World Series with him with that model. Well, they what made the playoffs, I think. Oh, okay. And it was a poor franchise. So it was unique. It was a broke franchise that you had to be creative with. Cool. Well, guess who's not broke? The Cleveland Browns and the NFL. Everybody's got money. So you don't need to nickel and dime and dink and dunk your way through salary cap stuff. So that's what I, it's a loser mentality, always building for the future. Why do you always build for the future? So you don't lose your job because you can always say, look at the future. Never about the present. There's no present. And presently, I'm pissed off. Presently, this Browns team is missing the opportunity to succeed with the talent around them. And that's exactly what it is. You get your fantasy football questions and I feel a little relieved there. You can use hashtag AskAndy. Fantasy football playoffs, folks. Fantasy football playoffs. We're here. You know, did, did you make it? Did you just miss? Who's the guy who got you over the hump? Who's your hero? We'll get into that as the offseason progresses too. Some Betfred Sportsbook NFL early bird bets as well. But right now, people, let's, let's get under the wire here. Let's go. Under the wire, waiver wire pickups. And there are some interesting options if you are in the playoffs. Also, you can use this for DFS. Remember, of course, if you're out of your season league, you can still go play DFS. You can do your DraftKings, whatever you want, right? You can do your DFS contest too, which is keeps you involved, keeps you entertained. Lots of wide receivers this week. And there's a few I really like that you can jump out at. Okay, Colts wide receiver Alec Pierce. Matt Ryan back in. Looks like they'll probably ride with him the rest of the way. 
Colts, a little rejuvenated, kind of coming back down under Jeff Saturday, whatever. But the main thing is you're facing a Vikings team, the Colts are, who've allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. Okay, that's mark one. Pierce has eight targets in two of his last three games. Those are versus tough defenses in Philly and Dallas. Minnesota's easier. Plus, you're going to be getting, if you're Alec Pierce, secondary coverage because people are going to be focusing on Michael Pittman and on Jonathan Taylor. So Alec Pierce, just 13% rostered in most leagues. You need some wide receiver help? You pop him right in. This is a dark horse, the next one. Long shot. Look, if, if you are desperate, desperate, or for DFS contrarian play, I'm kind of getting a little hankering for some Jawan Jennings from the 49ers, okay? Debo Samuel looks doubtful and that he will not play on Thursday night, short week. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, not 100%. Brock Purdy might not be 100%. So Jawan Jennings, this is based on, it's based on speculation because you're going to have Brandon Ayuk go to that top wide receiver role. You still have George Kittle. You have McCaffrey in some capacity. But Jawan Jennings is that next level guy. So as long as they scheme him into situations, there's a path that we could be talking about. Whoa, where that Jawan Jennings came from? And you can say, I heard it first on the sick podcast with Andy McNamara. If he doesn't do anything, then you know, forget about that. Uh, <laughs> Jawan Jennings, somebody, 1% ownership, okay? Just dart throw as far as uh, possibility, but there is a path that he su- uh, could succeed. Guy I've been telling you about since week nine, Zay Jones. For the Jaguars, guys, okay? 51% roster, so still over 49% availability. And this is what he's done over his last four games. He's averaging 10 or more targets in three of his last four. And that target share is massive. It's Christian Kirk and it's him. He's got 10, 12, 14 over that stretch targets. That's huge volume. Absolutely huge volume. He has developed into a rock-solid WR3 or flex. Is he going to have his ups and downs? Of course. Trevor Lawrence isn't a sure thing. Balled out last week, though. Hey, Trevor Lawrence, questionable going in with the toe. Dude goes goes crazy, balls out. So they're facing a good Dallas defense, but we cannot ignore that volume. And there's always a chance if the Cowboys get up to a big lead, garbage time points. Who's more famous for garbage time fantasy points than the Jacksonville Jaguars? It's what they're built. Zay Jones, really like that. And how about this? Another wide receiver for you. Then he got running back and some quarterbacks. DJ Chark for the Lions. We've been focusing all year, and rightfully so, on Monterey St. Brown. And also, oh, when's Jameson Williams going to come back? What about Jamal Williams? What about DeAndre Swift? Well, very quietly, DJ Chark, who is only rostered in 41% of most leagues, has topped 90 receiving yards two weeks in a row, has two touchdowns over his last three games. Now, this offense can be spread out, right? You can go in a lot of different directions. But I don't think we can ignore that DJ Chark is being targeted more and more by Jared Goff. So again, that's a nice upside play for a guy who's been doing it for two to three weeks that you might be able to count on. Is there a risk? Of course, it's the Lions. And I know the Lions are rolling, but still still the Lions. Uh, Running back, we go on the opposite side of that game. So it's Lions versus Jets. Zonovan Knight. Guys, I've been telling you two weeks now, two weeks in a row. I've been saying, go get yourself Zonovan Knight right here on the sick podcast with Andy Mattenberry. Go get him. Well, now he's still only rostering 56%. Michael Carter came back last week. Did it matter? Eh-eh. He still out-touched him 19 to 8. There's some momentum here. He's given you a couple catches too. You know, Michael Carter's the better or more relied on pass catch, but he's getting you two, three catches a game as Zonovan Knight. Running the ball. He's got you 69 or more rushing yards in three, six, uh, three straight games. Hit 90 and one. 
the play, Lions defense, they play hard, but again, they're not world beaters. Zonovan Knight is a great play. Quarterbacks, no to Sam Darnold. Okay, Carolina, n- nice, fun little run. Let's relax, okay? Let's let's relax a little bit. I'll get into more in my best bets why uh, you shouldn't go to Sam Darnold as the Panthers take on the Steelers. Yes to Brock Purdy if he is healthy for Thursday night. It's an oblique. That's one of those weird injuries. Can he play through? Track it. But Purdy's been fit right into that offense, man. And you can straight, especially two quarterback leagues, or if you're in trouble, and you know maybe you're a Kyler Murray owner out for the year with injury, Brock Purdy's probably going to be on your waiver wire. Take a look. Upside matchup for Matt Ryan that I just talked about with the Colts. I wouldn't necessarily recommend taking him because even in the plus matchups at this stage of his career, he could still put up like a 13 to 15 point day. Not good. But there's also a path where he can ball out and he's done it a couple times. He's flashed to the old Matt Ryan. So I would go with, let's say, a healthy Brock Purdy over Matt Ryan. But, you know, there are worse worse options. Stash Desmond Ritter. Rookie debuts for the Falcons this week. I love Desmond Ritter coming out of this draft. Smart, more mature than his age. That was what we, a leadership coming out of the combine. It's got the size. Now, rookie QB. Sometimes they can come in hot, boom, pop, get a bunch of points. Other times they look like deers in the headlights. Somebody I'd stash. Pick them up if you got that roster spot you're not using. Stash them, keep them, see what happens. Never know. But someone to just keep an eye. And as much as I love my Baker, my Baker Mayfield, um, Baker, even when he was rolling with the Browns, never really fantasy relevant right? He never really topped 20 points. You know, not probably not the best. And, and they're, they're likely in a comeback down to earth type of mode after that fantastical win by, uh, by the Rams and Baker comeback. So those are a few fantasy football questions. If you got your questions for the playoffs, for DFS, whatever, use hashtag ask Andy, get them into me. We'll answer them on Friday show on Twitter at Andy MC 81 at sick pod Browns on Instagram at Andy M see sports okay people let's get some best bets yeah i'm not going for it before i see the bird with the worm phenomenal graphics great job sam the betfred sportsbook early bird best bets and folks january 1st it's almost here we're only a couple weeks out of christmas right ohio if you're an ohio resident browns fans betfred sportsbook is the place to be they gave away Two tickets to the Browns-Bengals game in Cincinnati last week. They have pre-register exclusive bonuses for signing up right now at betfredsports.com slash Ohio slash Andy McNamara. We're going to put that in the show description, put that on social media. It takes like legit 20 seconds. Sign up. You get the email when it goes legal, and then you can qualify for even more prizes. I'm hearing rumblings, nothing official, but that there's going to be Possibly a jersey or two to give away over the coming weeks if you register. Just saying for the breath. Nothing, you know, can't be official, official, but I'm hearing from my guy that uh, that, that could happen. So there you go right there. Betfredsports.com slash Ohio slash Andy McNamara pre-registration exclusive bonuses and you're entered to win weekly prizes. Phenomenal. Okay, let's get to those early bird best bets. Thursday night football, 49ers at the Seahawks. 49ers, three-and-a-half-point road favorite. So the 49ers, after absolutely destroying Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Boy, is that sad. Listen, it's rare, folks, that all, that the greats end on a high. Ooh, that was difficult to watch. That was difficult. They head into Seattle. Week 15, kick it off, division rivalry. Seahawks slept, walked through that loss to Carolina. That was gross. 
they're in a must-win situation if they want to shot the division seven and six now. So they got to step up or step out. So I think they're going to bring their A game at home. Here are a couple of prop plays. Geno Smith, over 16 and a half rushing yards, pays minus 110. And Geno's on a pretty regular basis, gone for 18 to 22 rushing yards pretty consistently. That's a play, especially when you look at the backfield, that's going to have maybe Kenneth Walker back, maybe DJ Dallas back. Travis Homer didn't do anything. Geno Smith might have to do a couple more designed or panic runs against that defense. I love that 16 and a half over rushing plays. Anytime touchdown for Tyler Lockett. I don't see any odds currently up on it to make that bet, but Lockett's found the end zone six straight games. I don't know how good the odds are. Okay. And plus 155 for Seattle to win outright. So the 49 oblique. Christian McCaffrey's not 100%. You know, the defense is still phenomenal. But they need to keep pace. This is, if again, if you want the division, if you're Seattle, you got to win this game. It's at home. We know how loud record break, Guinness Book of World Record breaking sound in there. You get hot early. You might be able to rattle this this team. And with the spread only three and a half point road favorites for 49ers, this is the case at plus 155. I think the 49ers will probably win. But certainly we've seen Geno Smith ball out all year. And you get some complimentary football from that defense, which has been good. You're plus 155, not bad. Next one, Steelers versus Panthers, Carolina. Two and a half point home favorites. Now, nothing will give me more joy, of course, than seeing the Steelers and Ravens lose. But I just I just don't think that's happening. Nice little run for Carolina. Okay, they have a push to win that embarrassingly bad NFC South. They Imagine if the Panthers beat out Tom Brady. You got to retire, Tom, if that's the case. But if they went out, they already beat Tampa Bay the first time. There's, there's a real possibility Sam Darnold over Tom Brady to the playoffs. Crazy to say. Beat Seattle last week. Big win. But... The Pittsburgh's offense, nothing to be worried about. Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, whatever. It's the defense, okay? It's the defense that you have to worry about. And remember the ghosts Sam Darnold used to see in the Jets? He might see these ghosts. Sam Darnold's still not a good quarterback. Certainly not fantasy relevant. So you bring the ghost of Christmas present from the Pittsburgh defense of TJ Watt, of Minka Fitzpatrick, of Cameron Hayward, all spooking Sam Darnold. I think they beat him. I think they cover, I think they take it, and a plus 120 payout for a straight-up Pittsburgh win. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I think it'd be an ugly game. I don't want to watch the game for entertainment, but that's a great number in position at plus 120 to get a road win for the Steelers. Bengals minus 110 to cover three and a half points over the putrid Buccaneers. Only three and a half over Tampa Bay, really? And you're getting healthier, and Joe Burrow coming off of shaking off the, the Browns curse? I think the Bengals, if they can stay healthy, they're cruising. Plus three and a half, I'd take the Bengals if they were seven. Minus 110, you can take that. Rams to cover seven-point spread in Lambeau versus the Packers. Now, I just talked about Bake. Baker Mayfield feeling himself. Now, we've seen with the Browns, he gets a little cocky. You know, he's out to the club, double drinking, double fist drinking. Uh, good for him. He partied it up, but we see him come back down to earth. He had a stinker in Lambeau coming off of COVID a couple years ago for the Browns. But this is a case where Green Bay, what have they done to deserve a touchdown favorite? To have a touchdown in their in their favor. They've lost three of their past four at home. And after that exciting comeback the Rams had, I think they're going to be fired up. 
I believe the Packers will win, but by seven? No, not really. Like, I think you take the Rams to cover that seven. That makes a lot of sense to me. Take the Rams to cover in Lambeau against a underwhelming overall Packers team. So there you go. Those are some NFL early bird best bet picks. All right, folks, we're going to have more NFL betting tips coming up on Friday. We're going to get ready for the Ravens. Still, Brown still have a 0.4% chance of making the playoffs. Okay, it's not going to happen. But at least, least, let's ruin the Ravens' day. Please, please, can we ruin the Ravens' day? I hate the Ratbirds. I hate them. You should hate them too if you're watching the show. So let's beat the Ravens. Let's get ready for Friday. You got any fantasy football or betting questions? Hit me up on Twitter at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns, on Instagram at AndyMCSports. Make sure, get the new merch, perfect holiday gift, perfect Christmas gift, Hanukkah, whatever. You go, the... Uh, uh, link is right down there for unique, sick podcast with Andy McNamara, Browns gear, Ohio gear, fantasy football, movie, all the good stuff. Check it out. Great gifts for the holidays. You can get it right now. So for Sammy, thanks to Matt Fontana. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been watching the sick podcast with Andy McNamara. Go Browns. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.